0: We are continuing to talk about what the kingdom of God's going to be like when it comes to earth. And I've often said there's few subjects, maybe no subject, in the Bible that permeates every bit of it than the subject of the coming kingdom of God. So we're going to talk about it today. I think you'll find it interesting, so stay with us. So we have been talking about what I think is a very interesting subject, and that is what does the Bible say that the future coming kingdom of God in the earth looks like? We have went all the way back. We have seen that even from the foundation of the world, it has been God's intention to uh, have a kingdom on earth. And that the kingdom of heaven would actually be extended or uh, planted in the earth with permanence and bring all of the uh, attributes of heaven, which is the place of perfections and of essentials, uh, and to bring all those to earth with an exactitude that to look at it on earth would be to look at it how it is in heaven. So we've never reached that. But the promise of the Word of God has carried this. There is probably, I mean, we haven't run an official comparison on this, but there's probably no subject that is more uh, permeating in Scripture that is just found, It just saturates Scripture all the way from the beginning, all the way through the Old Testament, all the way through the New Testament than the subject of the future coming of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is talked about uh, s- scores of times. In the Old Testament, uh, it was a major predominant subject of Jesus and, the, and John the Baptist and the disciples in the New Testament. We've, we've already seen that. It was, there was probably no subject more on the minds of the people themselves, the, the citizens, the, the Jewish people. Uh, at the coming of Jesus and even before that. It was on the minds of the prophets. That's the primary thing they talked about. And so all of these things uh, are part and parcel of, of the coming kingdom. Uh, Jesus said when they, did, when they asked him how to pray, he said, pray like this. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And then he's right back to the subject. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So, now that we've talked about the kingdom, there are many scriptures which give descriptions of what that coming kingdom is going to entail and what's going to be included in that kingdom. So, um, we started talking about, not very long, just I think the last episode, we started talking about what does this kingdom look like when, when you... Uh, when you think about the coming kingdom of God, what does the Bible say that it looks like? So uh, I think the overarching umbrella word that would talk about the kingdom, Old and New Testament, is salvation. And we discussed this last week or whenever it was yesterday. Um, And salvation uh, is a word which also means deliverance, but it 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 entails wholeness. the The idea of salvation is to it makes one whole. And many times when Jesus was healing people, you will see the scripture saying, "And He made them whole, or every whit whole." And so wholeness means that something is everything that it essentially was envisioned to be. So if that's a human being. That means they have wholeness, body, soul, spirit. And that's why salvation includes uh, the potentiality for healing for the body and salvation for the soul and um, healing for emotions and invisible aspects of being human. And, of course, uh, the reunion of the human spirit with God, which... Jesus called being born again or born from above, and so um, I think I think if we keep that in mind that not only is it going to be talking about people, it's going to be talking about the salvation of the earth itself, the redemption of the earth itself, and it's going to be a restoration of what was uh, anticipated to be before the fall with um, Adam and Eve. So we talked about some of these things already, and uh, we talked about the fact that um, this is a world to come where the prince of this world is expelled. We talked about the fact that the saints shall reign and rule, and I believe I gave you some scriptures on these The reason I'm giving scripture citations is so that people can go back, like if you miss a scripture and you really want to give a serious study to this, well then you can go back and listen to this again and you can pick up these scriptures. Um, So today, here's another thing that comes with the coming of this kingdom, and that is that war will cease. Now you may think, well, there's already been times when there has not been war in the earth. Well, uh, I looked this up some time ago and um, in the last 3,400 years, in the last 30, 400 years of human history, uh, there is only about 250 years out of 3,400 when there has not been war somewhere in the earth. And so war uh, is a part of the fall and the demonic activity of Satan and uh, people uh, giving themselves to greed or people uh, giving themselves to vengeance uh, or and many wars come out of these things or people whose traditions get threatened and so they refuse uh, to accept that even if it would be a good tradition, uh, a, a bad tradition that needed to be changed to good. Uh, war takes place over these things. So, when people when people see changes in in the way things are conceived, when they see them in the way that they're executed, and they're used to this, uh, when when this becomes the case, then uh, if it's a large group of people, then this can this can be a cause of war. And of course, much of that comes out of the fallen nature of man. Uh, like the greed and the jealousy and the vengeance and and uh, just the demonic influence on the human race, but but the Bible tells us one of the primary characteristics of this coming kingdom will be global peace will be a reality. Isaiah chapter two, Micah chapter four talks about this, and many other places talk about it. Uh, uh, Isaiah uh, nine and chapter 9, and so forth. Uh, In that same light, one of the things that the Old Testament really emphasizes is that there will be just judges and counselors that will again be placed in positions of responsibility. Uh, And so there will be justice in the land. There will be judgment. if, If someone knows that they've been done wrong and it goes to court, they know that the judgment is going to be righteous So if they're lying, they're going to be discouraged about going to court. If they're telling the truth, uh, they're going to be encouraged to be going to court because they know real justice is going to take place. Isaiah 126 talks about this, Jeremiah 30 and 21. Numerous other places also talk about this. So uh, another characteristic of the coming kingdom, which is very exciting, is that the righteous dead... Shall resurrect. Now we're not doing a lesson today. There's just so many things in the Bible that are important for us to know. So, but we're not doing a lesson today on the the judgments, the coming judgments. Everything does not happen at the end of the age. In a single judgment, there is the Bema judgment. For the saints in the church There is the judgment of nations That Jesus speaks of in Matthew chapter 25 um, And there is the judgment Of uh, the, at the end of the millennium The great white throne judgment And numerous other judgments that take place And so uh, that's a study in itself But the righteous dead shall resurrect This is one of the things that's going to take place Before the second coming of Jesus Now, it doesn't all take place at the same time. The Bible is very clear on this in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, that Jesus is the first fruits of the resurrection. So resurrections are likened unto harvest. And so the harvesting of God's people, uh, the first harvest, the first fruits of the harvest that was resurrected was Jesus, and accompanying resurrection in this present world um, is rapture or catching away. Again, how do we know that? Well, it's modeled by the first fruits of the first resurrection, which is Jesus Christ himself, who resurrects and is caught away to heaven. And so the Bible uh, gives us information about this, I mean specific information, in a number of places. Somewhere we have done a lesson on the rapture and uh, the scriptural background that describes the rapture. Um, but but 1 Corinthians 15 is one of those places in which it tells us the dead shall resurrect. Well, also, um, the Old Testament, Isaiah 25 and 8, Uh, gives us a a pretty apt description also of the fact that the resurrection is going to take place. And uh, we think there will be a resurrection of the Old Testament saints. There will be the resurrection of the uh, church. Um, And there's already been the resurrection of Jesus. Uh, And so over and over, we're going to see resurrection in the Bible And um, So this is a very important point of all of this Uh, Another thing is that All enemies will be subjected And Christ will reign And he will reign forever Daniel chapter 2 tells us this Zechariah 14 discusses this That uh, the Messiah Which will be Jesus Christ Will reign and all enemies will be subjected to him With all of this uh, this will not be a tyrannical reign. This will be the first time in history. I mean, I think that i I think that it 's a given that the very best form of government that man could have, and there are numerous forms the very The very best form that man could have would be a monarchy who has a perfect king if you had a perfect king. There would never be a judgment made that was not righteous. There would never be anybody's uh, needs that were not met because he would be perfect in knowing how to supply for his kingdom. There would never be a place where there would have to be fear because he is not one, um, I mean, unless you're a transgressor, he's not one to be feared in the sense of terror Uh, And so another thing would be If you have the perfect king He's going to allow the advances of, of, of science He's going to allow knowledge to increase And so with that in mind One of the things that will come That the Bible talks about Is there will be a dramatic advance In global intelligence And this advance in global intelligence Is kind of connected with holiness And it will occur Isaiah talked about it in, in 54, 13. He talked about it in 60 and verse 21. Uh, Zechariah talked about it in 14 and 21 and 22. These are scriptures that let us know that there is this, this is dramatic advancement, a dramatic advancement in intelligence. And, of course, it's going to be a holy kingdom. Uh, it actually, the Bible actually talks about a highway of holiness And we've also talked about uh, the word holy, H-O-L-Y, and the word holy, W-H-O-L-L-Y, come from the same root. The word holy with an H to start it is the uh, first spelling. Uh, The second spelling was originally given, particularly at least in English, uh, to differentiate that there are things that can be whole that don't have to do with religious things or sacred things they can just be made whole they can be they can be fixed they can be repaired to their original state So the word holiness uh, or the word wholeness are deeply connected. so when something is completely whole completely whole every scintilla whole then it's perfect. So a thing that is perfect is holy because perfection is one of the things that goes with H-O-L-Y. And so this wholeness creates this holiness in which things are perfective. So if there's a highway of holiness, which the Old Testament talks about, a highway of holiness, uh, the highway itself will be perfect. There won't be bumps in the road. There won't be... Um, although the highways talking about is probably symbolic, nevertheless uh, it, it will be a, a, per, a perfection. The journeys of life will take place in a perfect situation. Oh, this is very exciting to just think about. Someday, all of the things we put up with today, much of that is going to be completely gone. Uh, the Bible says the truth will overflow. Uh, all over the earth, truth is not just going to be in Jerusalem. Truth is going to be everywhere. That which is true, so if it's true, then it's authentic, and so everything will be authentic. There won't be uh, there won't be things that are presented and postured as being true. You won't have to worry about uh, greasy salesmen or, or saleswomen, salespersons that. Um, that bait and switch or that presents something as being something that it's not truthful overflow of the whole earth. Isaiah eleven and nine and Isaiah twenty-five, seven both talk about this. Amen. So uh, so what about in the coming kingdom? What about Israel? Well, the Bible says believing Israel will be gathered from all places, and they will experience peace and contentment. In their original land As God has promised Isaiah 11 and Zechariah Chapter 8 both talk about this That uh, they will be brought Back to the land These were the people that were given land Promises And these were the people that were given promises That were such that um, It was said that They will never This covenant will never cease Uh, If day and night were to cease This covenant will not cease So God used the strongest terms to talk about the fact that they would be part of this covenant. So we'll talk about this more tomorrow.